When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, welcome in CHGO Bears podcast. Getting to the preseason. It's tomorrow. It is prove it time. It is Adam Hogue and Greg Braggs Jr. on a Friday previewing this game against the Titans. What's up, Braggs? What's up? Looking fresh cut there, Hoagie. Had to sneak it in. Time is limited during training camp, but the I found Hoagie a window. Meat, the Hoagie Meatball Show. Fresh cut. Both of us are fresh cut, but did you go to a barber like I do? And yes, like I, I have emphasize. a guy. His name okay, is Marcus, and he's been cutting my hair for years, and he does a great job. And uh, I tipped him well because I said, hey, I got to get this done in about 20, 25 minutes today because I got a show to get to. And this is literally the only time I could get in here all week. Uh, and that's what we do. We're here. That's right. Brags the meatball. <laughs> Meatball Island, the mayor, and what are we calling this? The Meatball Hoagie Show? Yeah, the Meatball Hoagie Show or the okay. Hoagie Meatball. Something. Steven had a great graphic. I put it on Twitter. We, yeah. we showed it yesterday. It's excellent. So before we get into football, though, I do want to ask you, because we haven't really touched on this as it got announced. I don't, don't mean to call an audible on you, but um, at the are same you okay? time. You sound like you're like whispering right now. Do I sound like I'm whispering? Well, the other day I had my mic way too far for me. Did you lose it, your voice? No, you I sound haven't. like you you just No, I'm actually doing too much what yelling I'm this week. To, I'm talking into the mic. The okay. other day I had my mic way away from me and it sounded like I was in a hallway. So now I'm gonna act like I'm a professional for a minute. Wow. Yeah, this I know. Big. Well, let's we'll slow down here. So <laughs> the question I have, and we haven't brought it up on the show yet. Um, the Bears changed their primary logo from the C to this this bear on my head here which mm -hmm. i like a lot but i find interesting and have you gotten any indication i mean i know we're busy covering the team itself but i'm just curious and maybe this is something you can ask around but like what does that mean like like is this going to be something because i see fans talking a lot about it and i'm certainly interested in this are they going to change the midfield logo from a c to this bear or are they gonna wear it on their helmets at times like I'm really curious to see what this, cause it's like an official announcement from the bears themselves. Yeah. So um, for one, we, we did talk about this yesterday. Thanks for watching the show that you were producing. <laughs> no, it was very brief. We had a super chat that brought it up, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, it was, it was super. I, it was when we were doing a rapid fire super chat. It's all good. Um, 
So I, to, to be completely honest, I don't know the technicalities from a business reason why they did this. And, and it's, uh, it's interesting that it's, I don't know, almost hush, 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 or, um, but I, but I also, to be fair, I haven't really dug into it too much. What I do know is, um, I mean, the bears obviously like that bear logo. I believe the McCaskies prefer the old school C logo. Um, but there's some type of business reason why this was done. I think they were considered co-primary logos before. And maybe they had to pick one or the other. What I do know is I would not expect the bear logo on a helmet anytime soon. Um, because I've had this conversation before and they, they really like the C and I, I know George in particular does not like oversized logos on helmets, you know, like the Buccaneers have on their sure. helmets. Now you could still make it smaller, I think, but I'm not going to rule it out completely in the future. Um, some people have done a really good job with some of these graphics that they've produced on Twitter and things like that. Um, I, I saw one that had the bear on their regular Navy helmets mm -hmm. and I didn't particularly like it, but that one that's been going around all off season of like the icy whites, yeah. white helmet. Yeah. I thought that looked pretty good. Yeah. That that's from Mike Schaefer. And he made that graphic maybe two years ago because yeah. bears fans have been banging the drum for white on white. And I have also heard that George McCaskey doesn't like white on white. I can't confirm that personally, but I've heard that from other people. Well, I know um, some of the old older players love that. Like, like I mean, Erlacher, my, they, they used to love wearing white. And on one white. of my favorite memories as a bears fan was Devin Hester in the white on whites on Monday night football, taking two back to the house against the St. Louis Rams. Um, so I think it looks clean and any team that does it every Thursday night, when they do the, the white, the color washout, whatever they call it for Thursday night football, I always get very jealous of the teams that employ it. But I mean, I'd be fine if they did it. Like I'm with you on the C on the helmet. Like I want that to stay the tradition. If they wanted to do it one game for the alternate, cause I don't really like their alternates that they're rocking. Now I would, I would go with something where they put the bear on the helmet for one game in a different alternate jersey because I'm not in love with the the new one they've had the last few years. Well, which one are you talking about? The orange or the yeah. uh, the old school? Uh, you know that I call I call it the Michigan Wolverine helmet. Yeah, I don't. I, the whole ensemble, I I just don't think it, it's very Bears. I liked when they did like the 1942 classics. I like the white on whites. I I don't like this one. Um. So yeah, color rush. Thank you, shy sports fan. Um. But yeah, but I do, while I don't mind the C stain on the helmet, I think the bear in the middle of the field would look way cooler on TV than the C. I agree with that one. I like that idea. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But you also have to have the field look good to begin with. Well, and then the other question I was going to have, and this might be a really stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I'm a really stupid person. So the paint, when you're painting a giant logo like that, does that change the field conditions? Oh, well, that's actually a real thing. Um, uh, the remember that was an issue in the Super Bowl. Remember, they were slipping on the paint. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, of the Super field. Bowl. So it, it wasn't a stupid question. I did no. it. <laughs> 
I did it. No, that's a great question, Brax. Uh, it's a real thing. Yeah, don't you remember the Super Bowl? The conditions, I mean, the field conditions weren't great. The uh, the fake sod father, as I call him, because he's he's not the real sod father. Well, in NFL circles, he he is. There was a lot of drama there. He didn't want to take blame for it, it whatever. Um, but they were slipping on the painted areas of the field, and obviously a bear logo would be bigger than the C. Right. Um, I think of it like at LSU, the big tiger logo they have at the 50 yard line mm-hmm. that would be um but so if it wasn't like natural grass and it was like these different turfs where you could you know um put it in there i know we're going long with this conversation but i am very curious about it and i know the <laughs> no, it's fans, your show breaks i'm sorry yeah. i i call it an audible i mean you know <laughs> normally it's the audible show right? well, Brax, so well, audible here. read the super chat why don't you Okay, so Chris Pagaro says for four ninety nine super chat. I think the Bears should go white on white with the white socks, orange cleats, and the orange helmet. I'm not against it. I don't love the orange helmet, but anything yeah. to get my white on whites back, I will. I will take concessions. But I just think white on white, white socks with the navy blue helmet is one of the cooler looks they've ever when they run out that tunnel. But I agree with you on that one. Um, I am okay with the orange jerseys. I don't necessarily love them. I am okay with them. I wish they only wore them once a season, not twice. Um, and I don't like the orange. I'm, I'm just, I've just decided I don't like the orange helmets. I, I tried to give them a chance last year. I especially didn't like the orange on orange. Too I orangey. I'm, I, I, I don't like them. And um, well, and then the other whatever. thing with the white on whites is Akeem Hicks once promised me that that he would get this done, and yeah. then he never kept that promise. Wow. I'm not happy about that. So yeah. you better watch your back, Akeem Hicks. Well, I wouldn't threaten Akeem Hicks. <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> and um, I, as much as I love Akeem Akeem Hicks, up there probably is one of my favorite players to cover. Uh, in my time covering the Chicago Bears, uh, I always enjoyed talking to him in the locker room. Great training camp guy. I don't think Hakeem Hicks had the power to deliver that for you. I know. It would have been great, though, but yeah, they should. This is the stuff that should be in the leadership council, you know, that we learned has 19 guys. They bring can it to it a 20. vote. They can make it 20 and bring a meatball in there. I mean, perhaps not the greatest example to bring up in uh, today's climate, but... Um, one of the things that Fitz let his leadership council do at Northwestern was help plan the uniforms every year. And to some extent they had some say on design too, but they would, cause they had all there. People don't realize Northwestern is actually a lot like Oregon. They have so many different combinations. When you're talking socks, pants, uh, right. thing, thing it's every week. It's different. They have the oversized wildcat helmet. Um, and the players would get a chance to, decide all that. Well, it helps I'm okay with, sales. with the players that, having input. It yeah. helps with sales. All these college teams have a bunch of variations because the more different types of jerseys, just like baseball, you know, they do the city editions on Fridays. I mean, every different, you know, type of Jersey you have for a team, then more fans are going to buy those. So whatever. Yeah. All right. Um, well, there's a game tomorrow and we're really excited about it. Just so everyone knows, we will have a pregame show tomorrow at 11 a.m., an hour long pregame going into uh, Bears and Titans. And then as soon as that game's over, what we always do here, CHGO at All City, 
we will have you covered with a post-game show as soon as that game is over. And uh, we'll break everything down that we saw and go through it all. Even though it's a Saturday, even though it's the preseason, uh, we'll be there for you. If you can't watch it live, of course, you can always find it right here on our CHGO YouTube channel or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can find it there, too. We realize it's Saturday afternoon. The weather's still nice. People are going to be doing things. But just make sure if, if you don't catch us live after the game, you can check out the show later on. And please hit the subscribe button. Please hit the like button here on this show as well as we give you a little bit of a preview going into this game. And I want to start it with this, Braggs. Let's build out the ideal Justin Fields game. We know he's going to play. We know he's probably not going to play a lot. It's most likely going to be uh, a snap count situation. But uh, we both went into this and uh, wrote out what we, you know, when whenever Justin Fields' time is done tomorrow, what it looks like. Go ahead with yours first. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of envision them only doing one series. I'm greedy, and I have no issue if they want to do two series, but it's likely going to be one series. So if we stick it in that, you know, um, in that form, I, I want them, I the number one thing, because this has been an issue a lot lately, no false starts. And I know that has nothing to, like, not as much to do with Justin Fields, but it does because of how they've been working on the cadence. And so I want to see that cleaned up. I want to see that as a point of emphasis for this team because that's the that the, beyond the the completions and and first downs that's the consistency and attention to detail that I need to see as a true, you know, sign of progression for this offense who has looked sloppy here as of late at camp. Then if we go to Justin Fields, Luke Getzey, if I see one designed run, I'm going to lose my mind. You better not, Luke Getzey. And no scrambles, Justin. Stay in the pocket. Just grip it and rip it. If you get outside the pocket, keep your eyes downfield, throw it out of bounds, and if if you, if there's nothing there. But we don't need you going for 40 yards. Save that for the season. Now, for his passing, four of five, because I imagine they're going to take a kneel down because they've ruined kickoffs in the NFL. And so I, they're going to start at the 25-yard line. So I want Justin Fields, my ideal series for them, four of five for 45 yards passing and a touchdown to DJ Moore will get me the most excited because this is what we have seen the most at camp is that connection. And I want every Bears fan that hasn't gotten to see it in person yet to see this on TV because it is a lot of fun to watch. Then the other yards are going to come from 30, 30 rushing yards for Khalil Herbert and a long of 22 on one of his carries, which would then match the amount of 20-yard carries that David Montgomery had last year. Had to throw that in there just to mess with you. Oh, I see why you did that. Yeah, Because I, I was wondering what that had to do with the quarterback. But now I see. Does the, well, we had to get the other yards. And okay. Justin's a part of calling the play. So what if he calls an audible out of a pass to a run, sets up 22 yards for Khalil Herbert? Mm -hmm. It's all I, encompassing. Justin's, I like you. I like your boy Boogie. Just said one for one, 75 yard bomb tough. Great day. <laughs> they just ended right there. First as, as 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 exciting as that would be, and how much I've been talking about, like, man, we just haven't seen enough deep passes at training camp. For the progression of them to get ready for week one, honestly, it may that may not be the greatest thing for them. They that, like they need a full series to yes. get down the field and work on these different things. So while that would be great if they do hit one for one for 75 yards, then I would prefer them to come out for a second series. Yeah. 
Well, so that's why for me, I just did a snap count, 15 to 20 snaps. Um, I like the idea of two series um, regardless, but certainly if they go three and out or even just like six plays and out, um, that's not good enough for me. He's got to come out and do more. So 15 to 20 snaps, clean operation, similar to what you said, just no penalties, um, definitely no sacks and no turnovers. Can't happen. Um, I I am not against the idea of them sprinkling in a QB run in this game. I know it sounds crazy or if he scrambles, but my rule on that is it better be a run you know he's not getting hit or Justin better know he's getting He's getting down, even if it's just three yards, whatever. So we all know the hits principle by now. My principle tomorrow is the zero hits principle. Do not take a hit, Justin Fields. Um, Come out of there with a clean jersey. And then I put in uh, a 70% completion percentage, whatever the amount of throws are. I think you definitely got to sprinkle some throws in there, Uh, especially think about what Matt Eberflus has said. This has been an emphasis on the passing game so much. Well, you got to carry that over in the games now. All these seven-on-sevens, all these extra periods uh, that they've been doing, well, now carry it to the game. So I think this team can run the ball well. That's fine. And you're going to obviously try to get some of that off the play pass and things like that. But um, test Justin Fields in this game. See what he can do from a passing perspective. And I want to see 70% completion percentage, uh, no matter how many throws, even if it's just like five attempts. Uh, And then for me, it's not necessarily a deal breaker. I don't have to see a touchdown. But as a bonus, yes, it would be nice to see either a touchdown pass or a run. I'll take a TD run from Justin Fields anytime. And that's how I would build my ideal Justin Fields game against the Titans. That sounds great. All right, right. I'm assuming we go by riot here. I would rather them get their reps in a touchdown and go to the bench. It's not about looking good. It's about live reps and seeing if they're where they want to be. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to look good, though, doing it. I'd rather see them get those reps and execute than not execute. Well, as my guy B. Shulk said on Twitter, and I thought it was a very good point, um, nothing matters in the preseason if they don't do well and everything man everything if they do you know like yeah. you're not it's just the rationale uh, of fans yeah i think we learned that that's not the case last year against the uh seahawks seahawks yep. when i i came out of that game thinking the did seahawks you did were... you get your football fix last night and watch seahawks vikings little bit i um i watched like the opening series for both teams and then went to bed because i was exhausted but i saw a decent amount i was watching malik cunningham uh tear up the texans late in that game that's an interesting player um on the patriots because they're they've been repping him at wide receiver but then bill belichick gave him a uh, a series at quarterback and he went right down the field with his legs and actually made a really nice throw that should have been like a 25 yard touchdown his receiver dropped it out of louisville right yep yeah very undersized like Lamar Jackson light. He impressed me at the combine just with how he was answering his questions and explaining his process and stuff. And it was certainly somebody that I was curious if the bears would be interested in. And they got PJ Walker. Well, they didn't. Yeah. Well, they signed PJ Walker. I, but right. Malik Cunningham is their equivalent of Tyson Bajan. 
a little better than Tyson Bajan. Well, right? all I'm saying he's he's like that developmental guy that's probably <laughs> and, gonna end up on the practice and squad. And Gary Gary made me aware that Holton Aylers had f- went four for four with a touchdown. This is uh, Carm's oh, really? crush from uh, the draft process. Holton Aylers. I'm, I'm I'm sure we're gonna hear that from Carm tomorrow on the pregame show. We, we, yeah, we should. We should have a Holton Aylers segment every week <laughs> during the preseason. The Aylers guide. To see what he did. Yeah, the Ehlers guide. It rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll get to some more Super Chats, and uh, and we'll talk about some of the players that we think have a lot on the line in this game. But first, uh, make sure you check out AG1 um, because our, our next partner is the has the best nutrition that you could possibly need on a daily basis. You just take your packet of AG1 or your scoop, however you you uh, consume it, and you pour it right there in a cup of water, and you get all the nutrients that you need um, at any time. Uh, all the great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies, and a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. A lot of them also drink AG1, and that's why we're huge fans here at CHGO. Uh, every daily serving, you're getting yourself set up for success with 75 high-quality ingredients that give key daily nu- nutrients and support energy, focus, strength, and clarity. Uh, it's a micro habit that de- delivers macro benefits and helps just about everybody take great care of their health every day. Uh, if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash chgo bears. That's drinkag1.com slash chgo bears. Check it out. That's right. Uh, check that out and, and make sure you're checking out. Hey, it's preseason time. That means it's time to go back to Soldier Field, get on the lakefront, get in the stands with the fans. There's no better time than this time of year. And when you're doing that, you got to make sure you hit up our guys over at game time. Uh, you know, it, for me, as somebody that's been going to games for a long time and, and buying tickets from different, you know, um, websites and, and secondary markets or however you want to phrase it. You know, some some of these sites, they just don't give you enough information on what your seat is. And, you know, getting a ticket last minute can be a headache for some of these sites. But game time is as as convenient as possible for you when you're on their website. You can literally pick your specific seat, see what the view looks like. You know, the, the prices are as good as it gets. Uh, so I encourage everyone to go over to game time, use the game time app and use code CHGO for $20 off uh, that. You know, like I said, this is just the best time of year to be getting tickets, go to a preseason game uh, at soldier field is it, you know, if you have a young family and, and some of those regular season games can be, you know, a little harder to take the young ones. Preseason games are a great environment for that. So, you know, use game time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best prices guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. So go over to game time. All right. uh, Before we dive into some of these players, Lawrence, let's hit some super chats here. They're flying in today. Uh, Whichever ones you want to throw up on the screen, we will address them really quick. 
Uh, let's start with Sangray Kim, 499. Judging by the reports coming out of camp, seems like Justin Fields is still struggling mightily. Are we heading towards Caleb? That being Caleb Williams. Um, I don't think that that's an accurate description. I think, um, I think it's been perhaps. Okay, let's go. Let's rewind to the beginning of training camp when I said I just want Justin Fields to dominate training camp. That has not been happening. Uh, I think it was a decent start, and then the pads went on. The defense started to show up a little bit more, and um, I think it's been more up and down. Am I anywhere near panicking? No, because I also do think they're throwing a lot at him. Uh, the entire offense. I think it's been, as much as I can remember, Braggs, a back-and-forth training camp where typically this time we're saying, oh, the defense is dominating. Um, and that hasn't been the case either. They've certainly had their days, but it's been more back-and-forth. So I'm... I was at like a B plus with Justin Fields a few days ago, maybe a week ago, maybe I'm more like a B minus now, but I don't think I'm still optimistic about the season. And I don't think Kayla Williams is going to be a bear. I just, I don't think they're going to fall off like that. Yeah. I, I, that's definitely a bridge too far. Have the last two days been really bad, downright awful too. I mean, if you really want to go full hyperbole, yeah, it's, it's not been pretty. You can use a myriad of excuses to explain why that is from the defense, knowing the plays and they're not game planning against the defense and they're trying to work on this, that, and the other. There's literally 20 more excuses I could make down, you know, at the end of the day, they just haven't looked good. They've had drop passes, false starts. It's just been sloppy and we hope that they clean some of that up for tomorrow when they're, when they're taking on the Titans. But no, I'm with you. It's been a back and forth thing. Um, you know, as you said, he's had ups and downs. There's been consistency in certain areas and then not as much in others. And that's what I've tried to highlight. Like, I feel like the underneath and intermediate stuff, they've really got down pat with DJ Moore, Chase Claypool when he was healthy, even Darnell Mooney's starting to get into the fold here recently. And I think most importantly, his health is the most encouraging sign. The tight ends I thought have looked solid the entire camp. Uh, Cole Komet and Robert Tunyon have made plays consistently. So, you know, but, you know, there hasn't been that many deep passes. There's been some. So, you know, and there's been overthrows by Justin Fields. There's been, you know, sacks taken by the offensive line. So, no, I, I'm with you. Um, so, uh, I, I, I'm excited. I think what we've seen from DJ Moore, it, and if Chase Claypool's hamstring is not that serious and he can get back here relatively soon, those are things that will translate when the season starts and they, they get separation from corners and off the line of scrimmage and have talent that they did. We did not have last year, which is only going to make Darnell Mooney more deadly. So uh, no, I think Justin Fields is prime for a big season. All right. Um, let's get to some of these players that we think have the most on the line. Cause there's a super chat here that fly that uh, goes with this brags. Um, uh, this is the first guy I know you had on your list. Three players have the most on the line in this preseason game against the Titans and Eric Forsell here with a $5 super chat. Is Valus Jones Jr. off the 53 man if he muffs a punt or kickoff? It's not going to help his case, you know, because that wide receiver room is tightening up. But I, I think they're going, he's not going to have a huge leash, especially on punts. 
you know, um, you know, or trust for them that he's got to prove that trust. You know, he's making his catches. I haven't seen him drop a punt at camp yet. Uh, I guess I, but I also take naps during special teams drills as I joke about on Twitter. Uh, but at the same time, he hasn't had any of those moments. I haven't seen anybody report on any of those moments for Velas. but when the bullets start flying and you got a gunner right in your face, that's when we're going to find out if he's catching punts. But I think ultimately they want Velas Jones to make this roster because he has the kickoff returns locked down. And if he can own the punt returning, I don't think they as, as good as I think Tyler Scott could be as a punt returner. I don't think they want him in that role. Yeah. I, I think they want it to be Bayless Jones, but I think they are. Uh, I think the it's on the table for him to be cut. If he cannot secure the punt return job too. to, to, to me, his job security is, it's gotta be both. He's gotta be able to do both. Um, same way Devin Hester did both. This one guy doing one and the other guy, do, they wanted it to happen last year and he couldn't do it. Um, now's his opportunity again. I agree with you. I also had Valus Jones on my list of three players with the most on the line because I, I, I think he, I'm not going to say he needs to have a perfect preseason, but I think, I think it's got to be a zero tolerance policy with the muffs. He's got to catch the punts. Yeah, it's it's yes. fair to put the pressure on him. And, and I guess the one question is like, where does, what is Dante Pettis is standing with this team? Because he hasn't been there. He's been on the non injury inactive list. Non football injury. Uh, he did return to practice yesterday yeah. and I doubt with one practice that he'll be playing uh, tomorrow, but hopefully by next week, maybe he can get out there. Cause that's, that's a numbers game. Yeah. Um, you know, but this, there's there's some interesting guys, Darius Fountain, Aaron Cruikshank out of Rutgers that have, you know, you look at them and like, oh, you know, but they're also like the true definition of camp hero type players. Like, and this year we have such good wide receivers. We're not falling in love with those camp heroes this time around. All right. Give us your next guy with the most, most on the line. Yeah. Most on the line is definitely Travis Gibson, uh, you know, when we talk about players, it's, it's kind of twofold a who's got the most line and who's going to play a lot in this game. And Valus is definitely going to play a lot. Travis Gibson is definitely going to play a lot. And this goes without saying, I think these are the two most obvious surprise cut candidates because they fall under that definition of players that are relevant enough to actually be a surprise. And Travis Gibson, when they released this unofficial depth chart, was listed as fourth string behind guys like Terrell Lewis who have really flashed at camp or so it's going to be interesting and he's going to get a lot of reps and the one way he can change the narrative of what's happened here uh, with pass rushers is to have a really good preseason because camp is only half the story of the evaluation process as you lead to the regular season and cut day how you play in games has value to these coaches. Yeah, and I'll go with another lineman, uh, but this one on the offensive line, Alex Leatherwood, um, who appears to be one of the favorites to be a backup guard. He's been worked in there when uh, when Nate Davis and um, uh, Tevin Jenkins were both out. Uh, Alex Leatherwood's been in there, so I think that these are these are big games and big reps for him to 
secure a spot because I don't think he's necessarily safe on this roster. Um, and so I would put him as another guy who needs to have a really good preseason when he gets a lot of reps here. And I'm excited to see him because they were still trying to use him as he, he's worked at both guard spots, both tackle spots since he became a bear last year when they cleaned him off of waivers. But um, I, I really think his ticket needs to be at guard and they they've narrowed that down to him playing guard at this point and I want to see what he can do. Um you got a response to that or your next guy? No, I I know I know we're you're really excited. Keep, I know, we're trying I know to keep you're really tight. excited about the super chat that came in about your no, guy Carm. No, I'm not. We'll get there. I know we got to keep today's show tight, so I was like this time I'm not going to talk. Okay, well is, give us your next guy. Okay, my next guy, my final guy, is Larry Borum, who is another guy that I feel is definitely a cut candidate. I'm hoping that Ryan Poles sees what we're all seeing at camp and that this offensive line needs help, not only needs help, but needs depth because of the injuries. But it also just needs help because there's, you know, it's just not looking good out there. So I would be getting, I would be looking into insurance policies. You're not going to get starters that want to come here this late into camp. And if there's guys that are surprise cuts for other teams, but I'd be hoping Ryan Poles brings dudes in to compete against some of these guys. And Larry Borum, I just have never, I haven't been impressed with for a while now. You know, he was an interesting guy when he first got drafted. Uh, I thought at the end of mini camp presser, I thought Matt Eberflus was talking specifically about Larry Borum. He did when they, they asked him about Larry, he goes, you know, this is a big summer for Larry and he's got to be in shape and ready to go was, uh, you know, essentially what he said um, talking specifically about Larry. So I thought he was calling him out. I haven't really seen anything that has stood out from Larry. I think they need to ensure a swing tackle and I'm hoping Ryan Poles brings somebody in to lock that position down. And if that's the case, then Larry is going to be on the chopping block, but he has a chance to shut me up and improve his coaches, um, you know, prove to his coaches what he's capable of here in the preseason because he's going to get a lot of reps. Yeah, I just don't know who else they're going to, unless they go out and sign somebody. Yeah, I'm looking I, at I, hopefully I think signing the, somebody. I think he's a swing tackle. and um, Well, that scares me. Well, I also don't think he's at a bad camp. I haven't noticed him which means that's a good thing, I think, for offensive linemen. I've I've definitely noticed Braxton Jones and Darnell Wright getting beat more. Um, so I, I'm, I'm relatively optimistic that Larry Borum can actually lock down that swing tackle role, but I agree that he should be on this list, that he has a lot on the line. He's got to play well in this preseason game, and this will be a uh, – I'm sure he'll get a lot of playing time tomorrow against the Titans. Uh, my last guy that I want to mention is Kendall Vildor, who like Travis Gibson, uh, you know, fifth round pick from previous regime, got a chance here, couldn't maintain or hold on to a starting role, has basically been pushed down the depth chart, and that was revealed on the actual depth chart that came out that uh, he was towards the bottom. And I think that uh, he, he he's, you know, the writing might already be on the wall here a little bit, but Kindle Vildor, whatever playing time he gets, he would be wise to take advantage of it and play very well. 
So that's uh, my last guy there. All right, uh, another quick break. We'll talk about Sunnyside, your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside is everything you need to elevate your summer. One-stop shop for your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. They have easy online ordering and in-store pickup. Great transparent loyalty program called Sunnyside Rewards. It's Illinois' favorite dispensary, and they got all types of uh, brands. They're house of brands, uh, including Mindy's, the best-tasting gummy and chocolate edibles. Uh, Good News, which includes gummies, rechargeable vape pen, and cart. Perfect for great moments with the crew. They also have Wonder and Remedy uh, throughout August. You can head to sunnyside.shop, use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. You get one use per customer that's not stackable with other promotions, but what's key here is it's not only for uh, new customers. Anyone can use this code, even if you're already an existing Sunnyside customer. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Again, use that code CHGO25 at checkout. You'll get 25% off your total order. Uh, That's huge with cannabis, and it's there for you at Sunnyside. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder. That's right. And after you hit up Sunnyside, you can go find your nearest Circle K. Uh, they're, 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 they're a good spot after a, a Sunnyside trip. And we are so excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. Check out your local Circle K for best the best coffee, beer, and snack selection, and premium gas, and look out for freebies and giveaways down the road. They got a sweet $4 meal where you can purchase any size Polar Pop up to, you know, an extra large size, any roller grill item, and a bag of CK Favorites chips for only 4 bucks. Uh, I've got like seven locations near me, so Circle Ks are all over your areas. I live in the region. Uh, and there's one right down the road here in Sherville, Indiana. And uh, I'm always hitting up Circle K. Uh, and we appreciate Circle K for sponsoring CHGO. So visit the nearest Circle K to pick up all your favorite finds. And if you're looking to grow your education, you want to check out Lewis University. They have students just like you. Students with full-time jobs, families, full-time sports fandoms. Go back to school. Earn a respected degree at Lewis University. Just 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville, ranked one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening online and blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education. Their faculty bring real-world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. If you're looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program, Lewis has the right program for for you, Lewis offers several career-focused programs that will set you up for success. And we'll highlight a couple right here, including uh, how about cybersecurity? Lewis is a Department of Homeland Security Center of Academic Excellence in Cybersecurity, providing students with scholarship funding not available elsewhere. They also uh, have undergraduate programs in computer science, aviation maintenance technology, uh, business analytics, criminal justice, all types of programs available for you discover how a degree from lewis can help you build a better world learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this again that's lewisu.edu slash you can do this all right we mentioned brag some of the players that uh, have a lot on the line in uh, tomorrow's game against the titans i also want to talk about 
just some of the players we just can't wait to see that we're looking forward to seeing. Maybe they don't have as much on the line, but uh, they're still intriguing. They're still going to play, probably going to play a decent amount. Uh, who's the first one you got? Well, I stayed away from the low-hanging fruit. I could just put DJ Moore as all three of my options. So I, I stayed away from starters because, you know, that's just too easy. And in the first preseason game, I wanted to key in on guys that I think are going to get a lot of snaps, just like I did for people I'm concerned about as well. Uh, and my number one player that I am most excited to see is Roshan Johnson because it, it's really interesting what this running back room is going to be. They're going to be a good running team. Khalil Herbert, we know what he does as a cutback running back, and Dante Foreman's career has spoken for itself. I think we know what we're getting from those guys. But Roshan, you can only get so much from training camp, but it's obvious he he embraces the physicality. He's a very David Montgomery type of player in that he embraces the physicality, but – He's also a very good pass blocker by all accounts. And I heard Tom Thayer talking about this the other day and he made a pretty, you know, poignant statement or, you know, it was just, it stood out. He said, he's the best blocking running back he has ever seen coming out of college. He wow. put that as on the record, you know, and the bears tweeted that video out uh, from podcasts he did with him and Jeff Joniak. And that when Tom Thayer says something like that, that, that gets my ears up because I knew he was a good pass blocker, but for Tom to speak that highly of him, now I'm really excited to see this guy play because if he can pass block, that's going to open opportunities for him to be up in red zone and different places where they can trust him and, and, and utilize him in different ways. And he's going to get a ton of snaps tomorrow. So I think we're going to see the Roshan Johnson show tomorrow. I like Chubbs 82's comment. Let's give him the blocking running back MVP award. I, 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 you know, I'm dishing out him. Dominant is what I'm going to say. Johnson dominating training camp. Dominant award. Okay. Uh, look, look, a lot of these guys are going to be rookies. They might all be rookies, quite frankly, because uh, we haven't seen these guys play in a bears uniform yet. And we're intrigued to see what they can do. My number one guy, Jervon Dexter, been a lot of talk about him. Uh, somewhat of a slow start to training camp. He looked great the other day in practice, though. Uh, really had a, a strong practice. So I'm excited to see him in a game uh, where he can just go out there and play. Let's see what the get off is like. We'll be able to watch the tape afterwards and really analyze it um, and see. I uh, get a much better idea of where that get off is and if he can really just penetrate in the backfield. Just make, just be a disruptor. And I'm excited to see him play for the first time. I agree. I, I just, I ha, I guess I question cause like he's more of a starter. So how much is he going to play? Do you think he's not a, first of all, no, he's kind of a starter. He's, he's not, a, he starter. gets a lot of first team reps from what I'm seeing. He's out there. in the rotation because that's okay. how a defensive line works and he's never played and they need him to get reps. He's going to play a good amount tomorrow. I don't disagree. He needs the reps, but I just am questioning how they're going to handle him. Like Roshan doesn't get that many first team. Well, first reps, of all, so. know this about me. I'm the one who determines who plays and how much. Okay? <laughs> so he's playing damn it. I, I hope he plays a lot. I want them all to play. I, I'd have the whole first team play the whole first half. I don't care, but that's my question. There's only so many defensive tackles I could throw out there. He's got to play basically the first half. Well, that's awesome. Then I am excited. I've just changed my first. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Go to your next guy. All right. Next Damn guy. It. I'm rambling and we're supposed to keep this tight. Uh, so Tyler Scott, obviously this is an easy one, but 
again, a guy that's going to get a lot of reps. He's been playing a lot of the second team. He sprinkles into first team every once in a while. Um, so I'm hoping PJ Walker can look like he did here the last day of training camp uh, yesterday because he was throwing the football much better than we had seen over the last couple of weeks. And people, you know, I think downplay the importance of how well PJ Walker's playing, but it's important also for a guy like Tyler Scott who needs these quality reps and, and getting the football delivered cleanly so we can see just how, you know, put on display his ability to separate because he has a very good ability to separate and find open spaces down the field in the intermediate. So I am very excited to see Tyler Scott tomorrow. Yeah, I am too. I think like when you look at, um, I'll give you another reason why I'm excited because if you watch those, those games last night, um, all the talk was about Tank Dell and Jordan Addison and all these young wide receivers. We knew this was a deep wide receiver class coming out. And uh, a lot of the guys that we spent a lot of time talking about, by the way, Jordan Addison's going to be a problem in Minnesota. That's a problem. He was, Him and Justin Jefferson, play- that's a he problem. was my favorite player at the combine. And that, that was just from talking to him. I understand yeah. that it wasn't about football, but he was a very impressive uh, individual just being able to speak to a man to man. So since some of these guys are showing up in these games, they're getting a lot of run because they're rookies and they need to do it. Um, Tyler Scott, come on down. We've seen it. I don't want to see any drops. I want to see him get open like he's been doing. And I think he has a potential to have a pretty good game. So, and that question right he's there from Hold Alex. on to the football though. You know, he's had a yeah. lot of drops. Alex says, do we, do we think we see Tyler Scott taking some returns too? Wouldn't surprise me. I think at some point in the preseason, he will. I think he's in line to get a couple. Well, I mean, I compare him to Johnny Knox, and, and Johnny was pretty good at, at returning the football, even yeah. when Devin was around. All right. Um, so we're in agreement there, Tyler Scott. Who's your next guy? Yeah, my final guy here is uh, Noah Sewell, uh, another guy that I think is going to get a lot of run tomorrow. Um, I feel like here in the second half of camp, he's really started to come on strong, showing physicality as a guy was coming across the middle on one of their padded days where it was more physical. He, he laid a guy out coming across the middle. I think it was the tight end, John Carlson. Um, and that showed me something I he's known for, you know, coverage in certain areas. And, and I've seen him close really well. At one point there was a play that was deep downfield and it was taking a middle to develop and all the DBs and all the receivers were like 30 yards downfield. And then Justin Fields went to check down to the running back. And I think it was Khalil Herbert. And it was wide open spaces. But Noah Sewell sniffed it out and closed very fast to make it a tackle for a loss. They blew the play dead. And I was that was one of those things that really stood out to me. It was like, okay, he's you know, he's understanding where he's supposed to be looking. And then he showed the closing speed there too. So I'm excited to see Noah Sewell tomorrow. Yeah, I think you'll see him uh, if Jack Sanborn plays, which might be in doubt just because he's been kind of in and out of the lineup and they might be careful with him. Um, I I think you would see Sanborn at the mic because Tremaine Edmonds probably won't play. He hasn't been practicing. Um, and then Noah Sewell start, would start at the Sam, essentially. And then I would think as the game goes along, Sewell moves over to the mic. And uh, just getting that opportunity for him to play multiple linebacker positions and sort of take charge of the second team defense probably in this game. I agree with you. I think he's very intriguing to watch. Uh, And then my last guy, though, sticking on defense, Tyreek Stevenson, because he's been fun to watch. His battles with these wide receivers, 
uh, in practice. They've been picking on him. Chase Claypool's been picking on him, been chirping at him, uh, and I think he's handled it very, very well. Uh, he had a little bit of an up and down time at the beginning. I think he's gotten better though. And now I'm excited to see him go up against different wide receivers. And, um, yeah, I just, well, I, I, it would be fun to see Tyreek Stevenson just have like a lockdown corner type game, no matter who he's going up against. I'm sure DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to play, but trail trail Burks, uh, the first rounder from last year, maybe that's a decent matchup in this game. So uh, Tyreek I mean, Stevenson's on my list. When Peter King was there the other day, he spoke very highly of him. Again, he's only there one day and probably getting some, you know, stuff from the coaches or whatever, but he was you know, speaking very highly of Tyreek Stevenson. And I think Tyreek Stevenson has come on really strong since that first few days where he was getting, you know, kind of welcome to the big leagues moment and he's showing aggressiveness and putting his head down in, in holes when they're, the run game is being implemented and showing, showing um, an ability to, you know, jump the jump, some passing lanes and, and get in front of a, a wide receiver and pick some off. So I'm with you. The the one guy I want to add is Terrell Lewis real quick. I'm, I'm very excited to see, cause I think he's going to make the team. His whole question has always been about health. He has flashed more days than not here at camp, which is why Travis Gibson's in trouble. So that's another guy as my, uh, you know, honor, honorable mention. All right, I see a comment here from uh, a guy, not, a guy we know named oh, Mark God. Carmen, um, who is wondering, old man River, if we wish him a happy birthday yet. And the reality is, uh, we were waiting because uh, we wanted to make sure you showed up for this. Oh, um, I, f I find it interesting that you couldn't do the show today, but you were clearly watching the whole show. Um, just kidding, it is his birthday. He gets the day off. Uh, but, yeah, we want to leave this up to Big Cram. Big Cram is going to wish you a happy birthday. We already sang to you yesterday. So Big Cram is here, 1999 Super Chat, to <laughs> wish Mark Carmen a happy birthday. He says, shout out to the man who inspired my account. When I first heard him, I was like, who the F is this guy and his horrible takes? Now it feels weird without his annoying, stuttering voice. Happy 69th birthday to Cram. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I mean, we wouldn't even put that up there if we didn't at this point know who Big Cram is and know that deep down there's a lot of love. Well, I don't him. even know if that's the same guy. I mean, maybe it is because we got CHGO Cram. Oh, yeah. Big Cram. Big Cram like, it might be Eric. If it is uh, Eric, say what's up in the chat. I still feel I, like we, we don't know. Maybe he's got a bunch of different people creating parody accounts in his honor. If you're dropping 20 bucks to wish Carm birthday, there's love. That's love. There's love behind there. Yep. So, um, but you are off by a year. He's 70. He's, he's old. However old dirt is, that's wow. how old he is. Now that's just crossing the line. No, it isn't. That's, the, that's taking it easy. Uh, Lord Crimson says, I don't like brags, not talking. Seems unnatural. Well, it was. Adam was completely shocked. Like That's weird. <laughs> it was radio silence for like seven seconds because he, I think he went into a, you know, a catatonic you know, state. Well, usually I'm just fighting to get some words in, and all of a sudden, it was really weird. All right, uh, a few more super chats before we got here. Elliot nine seventy two dollars. What has been your favorite shy food spot this summer? Well. Can I go 
go does it have to be in chicago or like the area because i would go we already we would i would mention the guys that already came in studio a few weeks ago barger's beef because i'm going there a ton on the water uh and the food is incredible so i would have to go with that one um i don't spend a, a lot of time in the city in the summer because we got training camp we got trips planned and stuff yeah, so I went for my 10-year anniversary. We're going to go to Florida here in a couple weeks to, like, really have a nice celebration on it. But for the weekend celebration of our 10-year anniversary in July, we went to Bavette's in Chicago, mm. a restaurant that was recommended by Casey, our uh, our super social media girl doing her thing. And she was dead on. It's, you know, obviously it's not, you know, going to a, a you know, the cheaper spots, but it was well worth it. It was a gr- it, the food was amazing. The steak I had was amazing. The environment was really, really nice. Uh, it's really cool to take. If you want to take your wife or significant other or, or girlfriend, it was, I loved it. And I'll definitely be going back. And it kind of had like, if you watch the bear, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're big on cooking shows here. It had that environment too, where the the kitchen is like very intense, and the sous chef is like giving out these orders. And then when they called out for meat, they all at one time, at one, in one moment, they yelled meat like everybody in the kitchen to respond to the sous chef. And like we spent second half of dinner just watching how the kitchen was operating. So if you're into that kind of thing too, it was actually pretty cool. Would you say it was a vec? I don't know what that means. No, what was the re- restaurant? Bavette. B- okay, gotcha. I just I got yeah. confused with the vac for a second. I, I believe know. a certain Brandon Spano tried to go there last night. I'm not sure if we got an answer. Did on he get in? I don't know. I personally just got the best text ever from my wife, who said, "Hey, I'm going to Portillo's. Would you like something?" Yes, nice. please. That's yes, amazing. Now I want to go to Portillo's when yeah. the show's over. Yeah, because I'm sorry. Well, speaking of getting the show over, I got Portillo's coming. Let's get this. Let's thing. go. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, you put up the super chats then, Lawrence. Uh, Big Cram says 199. Y'all haven't met me yet. And now I'm creeped out. So it's okay. not Eric. So now Carm has multiple parody accounts in his honor. Yeah. That's love. That's love. That's love. Uh, Brennan Backus yep. 269. What has Terrell Smith been doing well? Well, when he's been out there, he's been playing well. But he was hurt the last few days and we didn't see him practicing this week. So I'm not optimistic he plays tomorrow. He was looking good early on, even getting first team reps. Um, he's big for a corner. I get the sense though that Tyreek Stevenson has fought him off. Yep. Yep. It was it was neck and neck there for a little bit, but um I'm not saying the competition's over, but I think Tyreek Stevenson's back in the lead. No, Obviously, he's and he's really fitting in with the the DBs that are yeah. talking a ton of shit here at camp and, and have this like swagger about them and a confidence you want from a secondary unit. And he's Tyreek Stevenson is definitely fitting into that mold. All right. Two more supers. Uh, we got uh, anti HVAC 199. Why can't the bears flip the script like lovey did? I think he's referencing against the green Bay Packers. If I had to guess, oh, we because thought it might when, have something to do with the uniforms. I'm not because, exactly sure because when Lovey Smith came in here, the first thing he said at his press conferences, our first goal is to beat the Green Bay Packers. And then, as Lovey Smith was here, even though they had Brett Favre at the end of his career and Aaron Rodgers to start his career with Packers, Lovey did a great job of taking it to Green Bay. I want to say they went seven and three in a ten game 
stretch there. Yep. Right at the back end of uh, Favre's era, and then um, two things happened. Uh, mostly Aaron Rodgers happened, and then Lovey Smith got fired. Yep. Because he time time to flip the script. He it's couldn't important beat game week one. So, uh, all right. Chubbs eighty two five dollars. I heard a coach say the long snapper is the best sprinter spinner of the ball he's ever seen. I'm looking forward to that snap. Well, Patrick Scales. Um, I've seen him spin the ball on his finger, and that always impresses me. But yeah, he's snaps are good. I appreciate that, Chubbs. Let's zero in on the long snaps in the preseason. I'm all about it. Uh, last super, Bear Down Omaha, $2. Can Johns make it on CHGO between vacations? Great question. Um, probably not. He's got 17 kids and 17 vacations every year. I mean, so. correct me if I'm wrong, because, I, you know, you, I, I got on here. I'm almost a year in now. But I don't think he's ever been on here, and I'm quite frankly, if he hasn't been on since I've been here. And I'm That's quite frankly true. offended by that. No, he's been on at least twice, including okay. well, someone recently. Then I'll just shut up. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> right there. Meatball. Meatball Island, the mayor. Meatball Island, baby. Uh, it's time for us to both shut up, though, because we got to get going. Um, we'll say this, though. Make sure you check out, uh, if you're not already a diehard, go check it out allchgo.com slash diehard. Uh, you get a lot of extra perks for the diehard fans, uh, including discounts on our merch, discounts on our events, which includes the CHGO kickoff classic coming up Friday, August 25th, 9 a.m. Shotgun start at Cog Hill number two. I'm excited. I've for some, Somehow I've never played Cog Hill, and I'm excited about it. You get access to the CHGO Pins and Aces Polo 2 if you come to that event. And again, if you're a diehard, you get a discount on um, signing up for the kickoff classics. So come join us. All diehards get 20% off merch events always. And uh, you also get access to my Bears Things newsletter, which comes out five days a week in your inbox every morning, personalized email from me with some extra bears content for you every day. All CHGO diehards can get that if they so please. And if you don't want it, you could still be a diehard and say, no, I don't want that. But if you are, you can get it. So yep. we appreciate and, you. And discounts on upcoming tailgates that we're going to be having for the season, just like we did last year. And I'm telling you, you're going to want to come to our tailgates this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so do that. Come to the golf event. We're going to have a ton of people there. Corey Wooten will be playing. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Got, I got a bunch of my friends coming out there. So see if you can beat me because you won't. And Carm certainly won't at his old age. Also, guess what? Guess who does have time between the 17 kids and 17 vacations? Who? Adam Johns is going to be at that golf. What? Yes. Breaking news. Yes. He's playing in it. He is. Awesome. We got like a luncheon. We're going to all break bread as a family afterwards. This sounds like a lovely day. I'm not staying for that. No, no. Oh, yes, you <laughs> are. <laughs> all right. Um, tomorrow, pregame, 11 a.m. Be there. We'll be here for you. Actually, we'll be in studio for you. CHGO Bears podcast. We'll pregame it up before Bears and Titans. Come join us. And then, of course, after the game, we'll be there with all the reaction from everything that happens at Soldier Field. Looking forward Let's to Bears go. football. Game day. And we'll end the show with this. Happy birthday, Mark Carmen.
We love you very much. We'll see you tomorrow.